so good evening everybody last class i have uh, mentioned about the kerala wat rules and uh, some of the students were not present because of the low connectivity due to the rain in our state so our principal has suggested that uh, some voice not may be sent you away so this is an attempt to send so it's about the kerala wat uh, legislation so as per the kerala wat act 2003 wat is a type of consumption tax and it works on the principle that when raw materials pass through different manufacturing stages and manufactured products pass through various distribution stages tax should be levied on the value added at each stage and not on the gross sales price so the principle is based on value addition happening at each and every stage of a product when i was teaching you gst i mentioned about the value addition and how tax is collected at each point and how gst is functioning in the same manner under the vat rules of kerala also the tax is collected on the basis of value addition happening at each stage and from the buyer's perspective it is a tax on the purchase price of a product now let us see what are the provisions related to registration and e filing so tax is levied on the sale of goods and products it is a multi point tax with dealers having the option to claim input credit thereby transferring the vat liability to the end consumer so i have told you an example of a shirt when a person is manufacturing or when a company is manufacturing shirts it is buying the yarn from a supplier and yarn is the raw material from which you are making a shirt when the yarn is changed into a shirt there is some kind of a value addition happening and for that value addition we are paying a tax to the government and this manufactured shirt is moving to a person who will be labeling it and labeling is also an act which adds value to the shirt thereafter when it reaches to a retailer he may be packaging the shirt so at each and every point of uh, time value addition is added and the tax is paid on the value addition so the person who is claiming ultimately can claim the input credit whatever tax is already paid that he can get as a refund and only the tax he has to pay is the tax on the value addition made at his level so that is a benefit of a tax called vat and vat is under the purview of the state governments that is why there is a kerala vat act which was passed in the year 2003 it is called the kerala value added tax act 2003 and according to the kerala vat act 2003 vat registration is mandatory in kerala for certain category of persons so let us see who are the people who have to pay the vat the first category of dealers are any dealers whose annual sales turnover during any year is greater than or equal to rupees 10 lakhs 
So you have to remember this rupees 10 lakhs. Any dealer whose annual sales turnover during an year is greater than or equal to 10 lakhs has to register under the VAT. And any dealer who is importing or exporting goods from the state of Kerala to any other territory of India. That means interstate transactions. A dealer who is dealing with the interstate transactions. Then a dealer involved in the sale of jewellery or gold or silver or platinum or other precious metals. Those who are dealing in precious metals and precious stones also has to get registered under the VAT Act. Then there are people called mercantile agents who are working on a commission, who are working on a brokerage, maybe some commission on the auction they are taking up for the principals. So, they can be commission agents. When you want to buy items from Bangalore, you don't know anybody who is cultivating tomato if you want to buy tomato. So, the farmer is sitting at Bangalore and you are a wholesaler in Kerala. So, how to get the connection? There are people functioning as commission agents who is acting as a connecting link between the seller and buyer. That means, the farmer who is cultivating the Tomatoes can sell his product in Kerala with the help of a middleman called a commission agent. So this commission agent has to register in Kerala. If he is functioning from Kerala, then brokers are there. Brokers act as connecting link between the seller and buyer. They facilitate trade and commerce. Then there are people who can auction your items. Only thing is that once the bid price is fixed, they will, they will give you a commission based on the price, based on the strike price. So, there are certain mercantile agents or commercial agents who are acting on behalf of the principal. You might have come across the agency laws under the Contract Act 1872. There is an agency relationship. And this category of people are the agents who are functioning on behalf of a principal. So, they have to get registered under the VAT Act. And any dealer residing outside the state of Kerala but doing business in the state of Kerala. So, someone who is sitting outside Kerala, maybe in Karnataka, maybe in Tamil Nadu, but his business is in Kerala. So, definitely he has to register under Kerala VAT Act because his place of business here, he is doing business in Kerala. And any other person or entity wishing to commence business in the state of Kerala may also get registered voluntarily under Section 15B of the Kerala VAT Act 2003. And how to register? You have to submit an application for registration to the VAT Registering Authority and after that, he will conduct an inspection and proceed to provide you the Kerala VAT registration. This is how it comes out. And under the Kerala VAT rules, the goods and products are taxed under VAT in four main categories. So, the VAT Act mentions about four schedules in which goods and products are listed. And what is the kind of a VAT rate you have to pay on them is clearly mentioned under this classification. So, when we look at the schedule 1, the VAT rate is 0%. And the listed products are manually operated agricultural implement, 
aid for handicapped persons coconut fresh fruits and vegetables etc then schedule two goods and products one person that rate you can charge on precious metals precious stones semi precious stones rice etc so along with the semi precious stones and metals rice is also added which is coming under schedule 2 and under schedule 3 5% vat rate for goods and products like utensils bakery products castings cotton etc and goods are not in any schedule any of these three schedules 13.5% vat rate is charged so this is how the scheme of the vat rate is coming there are four schedules under which four types of vat rates are given and there are some other products in addition to the above schedules there are certain goods like cigarettes aerated drinks plastic bags and pan these category of goods attract higher vat because of the very nature of these products it is not so essential for us that is why a higher rate cigars steroids cigarillos cigarettes tobacco and tobacco substitutes they are taxed at 15% vat rate then comes branded aerated soft drinks and you have to remember that soda is not included into it soda is a common man's drink definitely it is an aerated drink but it is not like coca cola or pepsi kind of a product only common people buy that with that kind of an amount only so that is excluded from the aerated soft drinks branded aerated soft drinks are included and plastic bags made for carrying goods are also excluded other kind of plastic items are taxed at 20% vat rate so that means branded aerated soft drinks except soda and plastic bags made for carrying are taxed at 20% vat rate so this is a higher tax but the nature of the goods justifies the rate then there are pan masala and other manufactured tobacco tobacco substitutes homogenized or reconstituted tobacco these are all forms of tobacco tobacco is the main content that's what you have to remember then tobacco extracts are there tobacco essence is there these are all items which are taxed at 22.5% vat rate so very high tax is ta- uh, tax uh, charged for these tobacco related items so these are the classification of items it is mandatory that you have to get registered under the kerala vat act if you are belonging to certain category and what is the kind of the rate you have to pay that also is mentioned under the act and there is the procedure for registration what is meant by procedure is the steps of registration it is coming under section 16 so as per section 16 of the vat act 2003 an application shall be made to such authority in such manner and within such period as may be prescribed accompanied by a fee so to what authority in what manner and within what time 
and what is the kind of the fee which is clearly mentioned under the act so as per this you have to provide an application to register and the kind of the fee is also prescribed when your turnover is below 5 lakhs you have to pay rupees 500 as the fee so this is the lowest fee you have to pay for total turnover below 5 lakhs rupees 500 is the fee you have to pay along with the application for the registration then total turnover from the range of 5 lakhs to 10 lakhs you have to pay rupees 750 as the fee there is an increase of 250 rupees when the range is from 5 lakhs to 10 lakhs in the case of the total turnover when your total turnover is 10 to 50 lakhs you have to pay rupees 1000 as the fee plus rupees 25 for each lakh or part thereof above rupees 10 lakhs what does it mean so within the range of 10 to 50 lakhs total turnover rupees 1000 is the fee you have to pay and any lakh which is exceeding 10 lakhs for each 1 lakh you have to pay 25 rupees and for a part thereof also 25 you have to pay additional that means suppose your total turnover is 12 lakh 50000 in such cases what you have to pay is the basic of rupees 1000 because you are belonging to the category of 10 to 50 lakhs total turnover so 1000 rupees anyway you have to pay along with that for each lakhs so in addition to 10 lakhs there is a 2 and a half lakh rupees you have as the total turn turnover so for for this 2 and a half lakh rupees or 2 lakh 50000 rupees 25 plus 25 plus 25 you have to pay that means for the first lakh for 11 lakhs 1000 plus 25 for 12 lakhs 1000 plus 25 plus 25 and for 12 lakhs 50000 rupees 1000 plus 25 plus 25 plus 25 so this is the kind of an amount you have to pay as a fee then 50 lakhs and above the last kind of the range when your total turnover is 50 lakhs and above you have to pay rupees 2000 as fee plus rupees 50 for each lakh or part thereof above rupees 50 lakhs so when you are exceeding 50 lakhs you have to pay 2000 and for each and every lakh of rupees above this 50 lakhs and a part thereof 50 rupees extra for each lakh or part of a lakh of rupees that is what you have to remember but total registration fee shall not exceed rupees 25000 so these are all the conditions which are related to to total turnover but what you have to remember under this is the total fee you need to pay should not exceed rupees 25000 maximum fee for the maximum registration fee should not be going beyond rupees 25000 and the minimum is rupees 500 that is for total turnover below 5 lakhs and for about 50 lakhs the maximum you have to pay as fee is rupees 
thousand. So this is what you have to remember as a cut-off rate. Then, is there any need for cancellation of the registration? There are certain circumstances and under which you have to cancel the registration under the VAT. Maybe you are discontinuing your business. When you are discontinuing your business, you have to cancel your registration. When you are disposing your business also, you have to cancel. In both cases, you are not doing any business. So there is no point in continuing with your registration that you have to cancel it. And if you are transferring your business to a new location, then also you have to cancel. Suppose from Kerala you are moving to Tamil Nadu. That time you have to pay the tax over there in Tamil Nadu. So you can cancel your VAT registration in Kerala when you are transferring your business to a new location. Then if your annual turnover is falling below the specified amount as mentioned in the VAT Act, you can cancel your registration. So that is also justified. There is a particular amount which is told as a specified amount. If your annual turnover is falling below this, you can cancel your registration. Then, for each and every kind of a tax, it's very important that the taxpayers are to be identified. So, the government should be clearly able to know who is the taxpayer. How to do this? There is a code called the TIN, which is the taxpayer's identification number given to identify a taxpayer. It is like roll number. It is like your no roll number in the class. Actually, you are known in a college by your roll number. Rather than by your name, to be frank. Your role number can identify you very well. Because there may be two students in the class of the same name and maybe same initials. So how to identify a student only by the role number. That is why such a number is given to each and every taxpayer. It is called the taxpayer's identification number. It is the registration number of the dealer actually. And it consists of 11 digit numerals. The first two characters represent the state code as used by the Union Ministry of Home Affairs. So to have the uniformity, whatever state code is used by the Union Ministry of Home Affairs, you are taking as the first two characters of the TIN, TIN number. And the next nine characters different for different states. It helps to cross-check tax compliance by VAT taxpayers. Then there is something called a compulsory registration. What is meant by this compulsory registration? There are certain category of dealers who are liable to be registered under the Act, but they fail to inform the registering authority of their liability to be registered. Definitely, the registering authority can conduct an inspection and enquiry as prescribed in the act and ask them to register as a dealer under the act. So this is compulsorily done from the part of the registering authority in the case of people who are liable to be registered and who are not yet registered. 
So once they are compulsorily registered by the registering authority, all the provisions of this act and rules were applied to these people. They will be bound by the provisions of this VAT Act 2003. And after that they shall not be entitled to any of the benefits accruing from such registration. So those who are registering their, at their own will, will be getting certain kind of benefits from the Kerala government. Such benefits will not be available for people who are compulsorily registered by the registering authorities. Now comes Kerala VAT e-filing. How is it done? So dealer registered in Kerala for VAT must file periodic VAT returns. And they have to file an annual VAT return also. So the dealers who had VAT pay payable for more than rupees 10 lakhs during the preceding year must file their returns on or before the 15th of each month. So rupees 10 lakhs you have to remember. Such kind of people file their returns before 15th of each month. And then dealers who had VAT payable of less than rupees 10 lakhs but more than rupees 25,000 must file their monthly return by 20th of each month. So between rupees 25,000 and 10 lakhs before 20th of each month you have to file the returns. And dealers not falling under any of the above category must file their monthly VAT return on or before the 25th of each month. And this is about the filing of the monthly VAT returns. So in addition to filing monthly VAT returns, the dealers must file an annual VAT return also on or before the 30th of April each other. So, I mean each year. So every year an annual VAT return also is to be filed in Kerala under the VAT Act 2003 and the date given is on or before the 30th of April each year. So this is how e-filing of the VAT is done in Kerala. And one thing you have to remember related to the VAT is that it is a value addition tax which is replaced by the GST about which we have already learned. Hope it is clear to you. If any doubts are left, you can ask me through your WhatsApp group. Thank you everybody.